Welcome to the Uncomfortable Truth Podcast, hosted by the rock star of consulting, Alan Weiss. Be prepared to have your beliefs challenged and your behaviors questioned. Welcome back to the Uncomfortable Truth. This episode is called The Post-Pandemic Blues. The pandemic was a milestone event. Even if the medical effects have been ameliorated, which is debatable somewhat, people are still suffering long-term COVID, and they say some new strains don't even show up as positive on the tests, the social impact is huge and continuing. Some of the evidence I see is that some people continue to wear masks, which sort of serve as a warning to others, and it's a rather extreme behavior if one isn't otherwise medically compromised. I've read that transmitting COVID interpersonally would really require someone in very close proximity within two feet of your face for an extended period of time, say, you know, six or eight minutes. Also, masks prompt people to touch their faces, which can cause further disease spread. Live business meetings have been hugely reduced from conventions of thousands uh, and including conferences among a few people. Business travel has been commensurately reduced with remote meetings preferred. People are suffering from mental health issues being in isolation in their own homes, even with their family, because of the inability to have lunch or a drink with co-workers or to shoot the breeze, so to speak. Work pressures have mounted as leaders try to figure out how to assign and measure productivity among people who are not physically present. This has ranged from many tech workers never coming into an office to Elon Musk demanding that SpaceX workers show up physically in the place for 40 hours a week. People are more isolated than ever, and I think they're more despairing than ever. Add to this the increasing automation and AI integration, and the trend worsens still more. Once upon, a drive, uh, once upon a time, a driver could chat with a gas station attendant about politics or sports and the weather and so on. Now most gas stations are self-serve, attached to a mini-mart. The gas pump, however, does talk to you since it's programmed to play advertisements. And by the way, you can still talk in New Jersey, assuming everybody speaks English, because New Jersey, of all the states, feels that their people can easily self-immolate and you're not allowed to pump your own gas. I grew up there. We've made some progress, you know, dealing with businesses and travel needs since the pandemic, with supply chains and international trade, but not so much with emotional needs. Our ability to express ourselves to colleagues and acquaintances to learn whether our positions are supported or resisted, to share a laugh or a celebration, are severely diminished. It's true that people continue to gather in large numbers for sports and entertainment events, whether locally or remotely, but these aren't frequent and they're far from intimate. A million people might gather for New Year's in Times Square, but they're only sharing some moments in time and not personal sentiments. And is there anything so superficial as an entertainer on stage telling the audience that he or she loves them all. We've actually made more emotional progress, however, socially than we have professionally and in business settings. Coffee shops are still jammed in the mornings. Restaurants are often overflowing in the evenings. Golf courses and pickleball courts are filled. Most people in these venues know each other and continue the relationship, and newcomers are usually welcomed and embraced. But in business, we don't enjoy equal opportunities like that. I think there are three problems here. Number one, you can't casually continue relationships working remotely in business. There's no cubicle next door. 
And you can't expect just to contact someone on FaceTime or Zoom from your home. There are no chance meetings in the halls, in the restrooms, or the elevators except with your family. There's no common coffee area in which to complain about the coffee. Number two is you can't network. Prospects, suppliers, peers, customers are not around. On a remote basis, you can't single them out and go for a drink or lunch. It's very hard to develop relationships remotely. This is exacerbated, by the way, by one of my pet peeves, people who refuse to turn on their videos when they're on Zoom. And the problem is that it's rude and it's very, very distance-creating. In other words, if I'm not perfect, you shouldn't see me. My makeup's not on, my hair's not combed. Or uh, I'm going to multitask and do some other things while I pretend to be here in this meeting. And number three, the distractions, of course, are far, far more severe. On site, you're not likely to pick up a guitar and try to play a diminishing fifth chord or get to level 20 on Angry Birds or try on a new outfit or watch Celebrity Family Feud or replay an athletic event you taped. Nor are your kids going to ask for help with a toy, nor your dog demand you both take a walk, sometimes indicating from the dog an accident might take place in your presence. A non-working spouse, and still there are some of them, thinks nothing of walking in to discuss dinner because, quote-unquote, you're not really working. These are blues that can be ameliorated when you form effective communities, which is what I'm excellent in, and it's the subject of my, my new book, Building Dynamic Communities. I'm not hawking it here. I'm just telling you that I feel so important about it that that was the new book I sold to my primary publisher. Nothing startles someone working at home as much as a call from the boss that's unexpected and requests the person immediately get on Zoom or FaceTime for an important issue. At the office, you're not worried about what you're wearing. If you have makeup on, if you've combed your hair, even if your clothes are clean. But that's a different kettle of fish, isn't it? So I think we all need to think about the post-pandemic blues. There's no pill to take for it. There's no mask to wear to guard against it. What we have to do is think carefully about how to forge relationships remotely, and maybe, just maybe, start to think about getting together in person again, realizing that it's not as serious or dangerous as we've been led to believe. I'm sorry this is remote, but I'm still running live sessions, and you're welcome to join them. I'll see you next time. You've been listening to The Uncomfortable Truth with Alan Weiss. For free access to Alan's newsletters, audio and video resources, and for information about his global events and coaching communities, please visit alanweiss.com. Thanks for listening. Keep the faith.